0: The Fanny Mechanics Show with Dr. Tash, where we dive in, go deep, and open up about women's health. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to The Fanny Mechanics Show. I'm your host, Dr. Natasha Andriatis, aka Dr. Tash, and this episode is proudly brought to you by City Fertility, global leaders in fertility and IVF. In this episode, we dive into the topic of egg donation. We go deep with Kim, who opens up about her experience of becoming an egg donor. Why did she donate her eggs? Donor eggs are in demand, and unfortunately, it can be difficult accessing them. Would you consider donating your eggs? I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Kim, for joining me today. Uh, I've been wanting to chat to you for a while about something special you've done. Um, you've become an egg donor, and yeah. I just wanted to chat with you about that. Um, yeah, cool. Cool. How did you end up becoming an egg donor?
1: It started when a very close friend of mine, um, she decided to become surrogates uh, to become a surrogate for her gay friends, and um, the process had kind of stalled because they were looking for an egg donor, um, and this didn't work out at the time because I was pregnant, and the wait would have been too long. Um, but it kind of just put that thought in my head that, yeah, this is something I really, really want to do and just help somebody have a family.
0: And was it the first time you'd ever thought of, of doing something like that?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it's, you know, I was still pregnant with my second child, so I was thinking about creating my own family, not helping somebody else create theirs. So, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever really thought about it.
0: And how did your partner react to you wanting to do this to become an egg donor?
1: Well, very positively, very positively. Um, I think he's just kind of gotten used to me <laughs> hmm. um, always coming up with these kind of things and just love to help. Um, but yeah, no, really positively. We had a really big conversation about it, um, you know, talked about the pros and the cons and you know, what was really expected in the whole process. And he was definitely on board um, to help somebody else become, you know, a family, have a family of their own.
0: So you're a nurse? Yes, I am. And what
1: kind of nurse are you again? Um, I'm in drug and alcohol.
0: Wow. Okay. What were you doing before DNA, drug and alcohol?
1: Um, I was doing um, like surgical nursing. And then before that I worked in a custodial environment. So I've done a bit of everything. And
0: do you think being a nurse helped you go through this process?
1: I think um, having an understanding of, you know, how to inject yourself and all that kind of thing definitely helped. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, you know, you don't need
1: it. Mm. So
0: Yeah, I don't think I've met a nurse with a needle phobia.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we give them out way too many times (laughs) to... To have
0: that phobia. <laughs> so you have two children of your own. Yes. And in a few months' time, uh, the person you donated your eggs to will give birth to yes. a child. Um, yes. How – do they know that they're going to kind of have uh, someone come along that I'm sure you're going to meet? Is that right or
1: uh, – Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: Just to clarify for our listeners, we have anonymous and known donors and obviously Kim is a known donor to Samantha. And Mm -hmm. um, where did you two meet?
1: We met through a forum um, that I found through Facebook and it's called Egg Donations Australia. And um, on the forum, donors can – not sorry, not donors, recipients can put up profiles um, of themselves, um, you know, just a bit of information about them and their story and how they've gotten to needing a donor and um, that's where I met Samantha and I found we clicked. Um, we're both from the same country. We um both had a lot of similar interests and passions, and um, that's where I found her.
0: And you obviously got along pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like we clicked from almost the first message. Like, um, it's always been a really, really easy relationship. I feel like our communication has definitely, you know, it, it's a good communication. So, yeah.
0: So overall, how did you find the whole egg donation process? So obviously the first thing you had to start with was donor counselling, which is mandatory for anyone who wants to be a recipient or who Mm -hmm. wants to become a donor, and you would have had to have a couple of sessions of that. How did you actually find the donor counselling process?
1: I found it really good, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, we did, well, Samantha did one, and then me and my husband did one, and then all three of us did um, one as well. And I found it was, it was good. It kind of, um, it made you think of things that you probably hadn't thought of already. Like, I think one of the, com- uh, one of the, um, conversations that came up was, you know, what do you do? What do you want to do with the embryos? You know, if if there's any remaining and at that point i hadn't even thought about that so it was definitely eye opening to see you know having two natural pregnancies i think it was a completely just eye opening experience and realizing oh there's actually so much comp- um, so many components to ivf besides actually getting pregnant so
0: mm.
1: yeah it was definitely eye opening but it was really really informative and Honestly, I think it's given us some great communication tools um, because obviously this isn't a common experience and we've had to kind of go, okay, yeah, this is what my expectations are, what are your expectations? And it's definitely helped give us those tools so that we can have open, open communication with each other.
0: And I'm assuming that was done all online. Yes, yes, all online
1: on Zoom, so really handy, especially with two little kids.
0: Yeah. So you're the ideal egg donor, Kim, because you're 29, you've completed your family, and uh, you had a very good, very in reserve. We got 31 eggs from you on one cycle, Mm -hmm. and from that 31, we got four embryos, good quality embryos, frozen. Uh, One was put into Samantha. She's now pregnant and a few months away from having her baby. And mm-hmm. there's three in the fridge. Yes. Um, how do you feel about those three?
1: I haven't really allowed myself to think about it. I just, um, I think my life has been so crazy. And to be honest, I can't believe she's so pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I haven't really thought about it as of yet, but I know when the time comes, I mean, we do have options. Um, whether or not she wants to have another child is completely you know her decision, but I know that in regards to what happens to the embryos if she chooses not to it has to be something that we both consent on. so um, yeah, I haven't really thought about it as of yet, but you know I'm open to everything, so
0: and, and um yeah, tell us about your experience. so you you had the the donor counseling, then we obviously set you up for the actual process, which meant having mm-hmm. a nursing interview. Um, tell us more about your experience in your you know injecting yourself getting to the egg collection all of that
1: I I found the whole process was that ve- uh, it was very well put together like um, you know getting getting the, um, the medications, uh, the whole nursing process. I mean, like, obviously they didn't go that into detail with me because they didn't need to teach me how to inject and everything, but the nurses, they had such a wealth of knowledge and they were so easy to like, you know, if you had an issue, you'd call them and they would get back to you straight away. Like there was nothing that was too big of an issue. And then, you know the actual medications themselves—they're like dialing up like insulin pens, so 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 user-friendly. Um, the actual injections—I think I was worried they were going to be bigger than what they were because the actual needles were so fine. So it was not as overwhelming or scary as I thought it was going to be. You know, having to inject myself every day. Um, I think also I didn't know that much about IVF, so. You know, I, you know, not knowing that, what, I think was it 10 days that I injected myself for? Like it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. Mm. I thought, you know, it would be a lot longer than that. So the actual thing was so quick, I found. <laughs> um, it went very, very quickly. And the side effects, I didn't really feel like I got too many. I feel like I felt very bloated towards the end. And I remember being so tired at work one day. I think I put my head down and I was like, oh, my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I felt like I was in my early stages of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I, um, my hat goes off to those mums who do it all the like you know, who do more than one cycle because I was shattered. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but not nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be. And um, I think I recovered quite well afterwards as well. Like, you know, you bounce back quickly, especially not getting you know, the egg implanted or or the embryo implanted. So no, when it was, it was a, it was an interesting experience. Um, I learned a lot about my body, I think, and I would do it again if I had to.
0: That's great no. to hear. I mean, look, I'm not surprised you got fatigued and bloated because you grew 31 eggs. <laughs> so your yeah. energy was channeling, you know, those ovaries. And um, yeah. what I was impressed by, though, on the day of your egg collection, I remember after your egg collection, I had gone in to see how you were. And I remember how, how wonderful your partner was with you. Like he yep. was, um, cause I think you were in quite a lot of discomfort. You just obviously were not that comfortable, but I remember you had a big smile on your face. Cause when I said, you got 31, you were like, Hey, but I could tell, mm. you know, you, you weren't comfortable. That bloating was still there. That discomfort is still there. That mm. doesn't go automatically away once you've had your eggs retrieved. But I remember your partner being so nice
1: and kind of, I think rubbing
0: your back and yeah, yeah. it was, it was really nice to see that.
1: Um, mm. Yeah, he was like that, like, my whole pregnancies as well. Like, he's just a really handsome guy. So Mm. it definitely helps when you've got a supportive partner. Um, I I remember, um, you know, on the lead up to the egg collection is that feeling of, you know, somebody is paying so much money for this opportunity. And you're just wanting to succeed and you're wanting to be obviously producing a good amount of eggs. And I, I I just remember the relief of when you said 31 and I was just like, oh, my God, yes. Like, mm. I feel like it wasn't a waste of money because, you know, mm. you, you just want to succeed. You want, you know, you want there to be embryos. You want them to get pregnant, you know. So it was such a feeling of relief.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always good when we get some eggs. Um, yes. Definitely a good thing. Now, tell me earlier yes. you mentioned that, you know obviously with your partner you discussed the pros and cons of egg donation Mm -hmm. can you go through some of those pros and cons for us today
1: so I think you know we both really really wanted to help somebody start a family. Um, my husband likes to joke that everyone should get the opportunity to be this tired. Um, <laughs> you know we ha- we have, we had at the time two under one um sorry yeah two under two, so um, we were pretty tired. <laughs> but um so that that was his joke that you know kind of kept us going. Um I think other pros yeah definitely somebody gets to raise a child and you know, experience that joy. Um, and then you're also kind of creating, you know, a, an extended family, I guess. Um, you know, what you call that is, you know, everyone's going to, you know, find different levels of comfortability with that. But um, for Samantha and I, we've, you know, we've decided on a more of an auntie role and, um, you know, cousins. And so you're creating that extended family um and that's really exciting but then you know the con of that is okay you know you need to realize that's that's your egg but that's not your child and you you know you know you need to make sure that you can have that level of detachment to know that you know you're creating somebody else's family like that's that's their family so we definitely spoke about it and I definitely felt like that was something that we could manage and um and yeah, and obviously we decided to go through with it. So
0: So are you already an auntie, Auntie Kim?
1: I am already an auntie. Um but you know, like she's you know, the the birthday presents for my for my girls, you know, Auntie Samantha. So <laughs> you know, in the cards. So yeah, no, it's definitely something we're committed to and you know, we speak we speak a lot, so you know, we're following along. But, you know, it's funny when you see you see the x-rays – oh, not the x-rays, sorry, the ultrasounds. And, mm. you know, it, it's, it's very weird in your head because you're like, oh, that's – you know, like that's technically my child's genetic sibling, but it's that level of detachment because that's mm. not your child. Mm. So it, it's definitely something you have to think about. And I think that's why the counselling is so important. It helps you get that level of distinction in your head.
0: And how about the cons? Anything – that you would say is not so good about being an egg donor.
1: I, I personally haven't experienced anything, but you know, there's always that fear of, um, you know, are they just going to talk to me while they're waiting for the eggs, and then are they gonna, mm. you know, not have a not maintain that relationship? Mm. Um, I personally haven't experienced that, but I know that that does happen, mm. and um, and you know, and I think that's why. Communication is important, but then at the same time, you know, like that's that's not a way to fix everything. And what um, advice? Yeah, there would, was. Hmm, sorry. No, sorry, you go.
0: What advice would you give someone who was thinking of of donating eggs?
1: My advice would be to think about it. Don't rush into anything. You know, do your research. Look out. there's some fantastic forums on Facebook um, filled with. A lot of people looking into it, and then a lot of people who have done it. And I think um, looking into everyone by other people's experiences and looking at the evidence as well. um, There's some great research that's done regarding donor-conceived people, and I think um, I think it's really important to to realize that um, there are children that are going to be born at the end of this. And it's important that you do everything with the best interests of, of the children, you know, there's some, you know, there's some studies done by people who are donor conceived and um, research does show that, you know, these kids do better um, most of the time when they know um, about their conception Um, when they have access to um, you know uh, either the genetic information or you know their genetic siblings so I think it's just really important to realize that yes there are children at the end of this and their best interests have to come first you know you can't yeah I just yeah (laughs) Yeah. does that make sense
0: makes sense yeah we we, yeah we always do talk about the child um, at the end of the road. Mm. That's the most important thing that trumps everything really, <laughs> doesn't it?
1: And like, I made the decision very early on that I would donate, like I would donate as many times as I needed, but to help Samantha. Mm. Like I wanted Samantha to have a family because there, ch- I don't want to be just, you know, making a ton of families like that's all well and good, but can I maintain that, mm. that connection with everyone? Like, I definitely just wanted to help one family because I just didn't think I had it in me to, to, um, you know, to maintain relationships and be there. like, it it takes a lot out of you, I think. And, um, like you said, like I said, sorry, we're, we're helping create an extended family or, you know, we're helping somebody to create their family. And, um, yeah, I think it's just important that these these kids know that um, they're not just, you know, I'm not just pumping out eggs, mm. <laughs> and they've got lots of different siblings everywhere, and it's mm. hard to keep track of. Um, mm. like I remember watching that Netflix documentary, Our Father, and about that sperm, the the IVF doctor who was putting his sperm.
0: I was inseminating. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, there were, I think there was like sixty kids or something, and it was just yeah,
0: <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. Was that in a guy in America?
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. and um, it just I think it highlighted some of the issues with America because it's paid, mm. and um, so that level of an- anonymity because it's paid, mm. but yeah.
0: And what advice would you give a woman who wants to be a recipient of donor eggs, who 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 would like to buy or, you know, find donor eggs? What would you say I to think, those women who are looking for donor I would, eggs?
1: I think I would give them the same advice. Like, you know, do your research, like look at these groups, look at, you know, what it actually means to have a child who is donor conceived. Um because, like I said, there's a child at the end of this and, you know, I, I like I said, I haven't been on that side of the table. But, um, you know, there's probably a lot of feelings that would come up, you know, feelings of, oh, you know, isn't my child genetically and all that kind of thing. So I think I would definitely look into the counselling, look into, you know, just support groups and kind of find out what it is like to be a recipient.
0: And um, is there anything else you wanted to add to to this conversation about egg donation? Is that your cat in the background?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's very clingy. Not at all. Um, I would say, like, you know, if it's something that piques your interest, absolutely have a look into it. I've had a f- fantastic experience. I am... Um, I just, I'm so happy. And I'm so happy that Samantha is pregnant and, you know, she's going to have her baby soon. And the joy that I feel knowing that, that she's going to have her baby is, it's an incredible feeling, honestly, like just knowing that you've given somebody an opportunity to be a mother or a father, you know, um, it's incredible. It is Hands down, one of the best things I've ever done. And Mm. I'm so, so glad that I looked into it and I found her.
0: Yeah, it's more than just a gift. It's kind of an understatement, that word gift, when we're thinking about what you've done. So yeah, it's very special.
1: Yeah, it's just the best. It's the best. Like seeing, you know, the ultrasounds come through, it's the best feeling. Like knowing that she's growing a baby and she gets to be a mum is the best gift ever. And it's the best reward ever. Like you know, we don't get paid, but like we don't need to. Well,
0: it's priceless, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it. On that one,
1: no, absolutely not.
0: I have one last question for you. (laughs) Yes. When does life begin, Auntie Kim?
1: So, I. I think I yeah. Look, <laughs> I think that's a very complicated question but I think I personally believe that the potential for life begins at conception. Like you know every single one of those embryos has potential. Mm. But I believe that like obviously things happen. <laughs> you know to um you know miscarriages or you know whether or not even the person carrying the baby um wants to continue with it. So um I'm definit I definitely believe that the potential with life begins, you know, when that little heartbeat or, you know, or it gets implanted. But um yeah, that that doesn't mean that things can't happen and that doesn't mean that uh women's lives matter any less.
0: (laughs) Mm. I think your cat wants to say something too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think he wants to say cuddle me. Sorry, he's very vocal.
0: Thank you so much for chatting today, Kim.
1: Yeah, no, you're welcome. I um, I hope that, you know, somebody can hear this and go, okay, it's not not so overwhelming or, you know, (laughs) help point them in the right direction.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Kim. Share this episode with someone if you think it will help or inspire them. Please subscribe to the Fanny Mechanic channel. And if you haven't already, hop over and give the show a fantastic rating. Shoot me a message on Instagram, Dr. Tash, Fanny Mechanic, and let me know of any topics you'd like to hear, cool people I can interview, or books for us to read and share. Until next time, stay Fanny Tabulous.